Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Twisted Trio podcast. I am your host, Brennan Call Me Nighthawk Weber, here with... Richard Camping Dragon Medina. And today, we're going to be talking about the week that was, week 7 of the EU NALCS. But first, Ricky, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay, man. I'm doing well. I'm doing pretty good, you know? Not, can't complain... Having a, having a nice day. That's good. I'm yeah. glad to hear it. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty okay myself. Just got off work. Um, long day, though, but glad to be home. Um, <laughs> I feel like we can save uh, what we did over the weekend for tomorrow's episode. That sounds good to me. Because that sounds more in line of solo queue. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Um, awesome possum. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get into these. Oh, oh, I do have to say, Game of Thrones is amazing. If you're not watching it, you should watch it because, oh my god, it's getting so good. You have no idea how many people have like approached me and been like, Game of Thrones, it's so good. So right good. now, like, so, so good. good. It is okay, though. So here, I'm I'm just gonna give you the down low on this. I have seen probably a total of three episodes of Game of Thrones. And you and you aren't hooked. <laughs> I like it. I just haven't. I don't have an opportunity to just watch it on the regular. I'm not a person to go out and buy the seasons, and I haven't been engaged enough in it to go and find it online. So, Ugh, dude, it's just you find someone's HBO account and you just watch it. So, <laughs> you shit, just you, watch it. I have. I have season one. I'll just let you fucking borrow season one. You come back to me. <laughs> and then you're gonna be like scratching yourself like oh dude i need that season two and i'm like sorry bro you gotta have oh HBO it's, it's like a it's like a drug addiction dude Jesus, it's I'm it's like, so like, good it is like, like oh, oh i need i need more oh it's so oh, good no. that i've never mid-season hiatus oh god it's terrible oh, it uh, is so <laughs> i was the kind of person that would watch uh i would literally just binge it because that's how i originally started watching it <clears throat> but then when it became like super popular and everyone was talking about it, uh, a lot of people were ruining things for me, mm-hmm. and it just got to the point where like it's not worth it. I'd rather sit down and watch it week to week. But it's so like literally, I'm just like, oh shit, what's gonna happen on Sunday? Like, ah, it's so crazy. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's good, dude. Just trust me, it's just really good. No, I believe that it's good. I've liked the episodes that I've seen, right? It's really, like, I like the whole epic. This, this is a tangent that we don't need to get into. No, but I we, like I like the whole epic scene. I like the characters in it. I like the little short dude. I'm a fan, right? But right. I just haven't taken time to go watch that. You dig? I dig. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All on right. to the week. On to, on to the week that was week seven of NALCS. Uh, actually, we're going to start in EU like we always do. Uh, oh, right, don't, right. Don't jump EU. ahead, sir. Those, those uh, jokey joke joke makers. Those guys. So uh, it started uh, day one of uh, week seven was uh, Thursday, July 20th. Uh, it was a team called Rock Hat versus the all-powerful Unicorns of Love. Is that is that what they were called? They were called Rockat. Rockat. It's not Rocket. It's Rock Cat. Rockat. Rockat. Mm. 
And uh, were they actually a 2-1 win over Unicorns of Love? Shockingly, um... They beat Unicorns of Love at their own goddamn game. Yeah, I mean, honestly, what really happened was uh, a lot of people, as we will come to find out, didn't really understand this meta too well. Because uh, this, this is their first on 7.14, or is this the second week on 7.14? I think it was the second. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Oh, maybe it's the first. Anyway. Uh, Cho'Gath and Maokai are like the be-all, end-all um, top lane and junglers at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can intertwine both of those. But, like, if one team has both of those, it's pretty much GG. And that's pretty much what happened in uh, in this series here. Rocket started off strong. Uh yeah, Unicorns of Love, uh, not looking too hot. They've been kind of on a downturn ever since uh, Rift Rivals. So hopefully they I, can bring it back. I do like this team a lot. Do you have anything about this series? or? Um, so, I did not watch this series. <laughs> yeah. That's what I have to say about it. But I did, I did hear that uh, it was a huge surprise for everyone that Rocket was able to pull out the victory against Unicorns of Love. I know that Unicorns isn't doing the best right now. They weren't they aren't doing as good right now as they were before Rift Rivals, but I've also have heard that they aren't doing they're doing they're still doing better than the other two teams from EU that went to Rift Rivals. Are they not? I say that again? Are, are, well. you, you, Unicorns of Love is still doing better than the other two teams that went to Rift Rivals, right? The other two EU teams? No, Fnatic is number one, and G2, G2 has a turnaround. Well, slap me silly and call me Camping Dragon. <laughs> Maybe I will. Actually, uh, so I guess I was a little bit... Uh, I misspoke. It's not It's not this series... Um, they didn't go Cho'Gath or Maokai the entire uh, the entire three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Price Soccer did go Kane, and he did lose on it. But um, yeah, it's just UOL not uh, not really looking too hot. Uh, I think Exile uh, has been underperforming this entire season, mm-hmm. and we saw. Pretty much, it's a free lane if you can um, pretty much just focus him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like their first game, he went um, he went Vladimir into Betsy's uh, Syndra, which is supposed to be like a soft counter in a sense. Like, you're going to lose lane, but you're meant to be like later in the game. And he's considered a, a soft counter because you can pull her, um, her ulti, so you can mm-hmm. negate a lot of damage, but... He went 0-6 on it, and Betsy went 3-0-7. Pride Soccer on Kha'Zix went uh, 7-3-6. And And then the Galley on the top lane, which I think that's his premier role right now. I don't like him in the mid lane. Um, I definitely don't like him support. um, But Faxi in the top Except for when Bjergsen plays him. (laughs) (laughs) But that's Bjergsen, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, Faxi went 1-1-13 on the um, Galio. So just really good stats all around for them. Um, but again, is it um, is it because UOL 
is playing bad or is it because Rock Cat looks amazing? And I don't think it's Rock Cat looking amazing. So No. I I think Rock Cat has looked pretty terrible consistently for this split. Um not okay, not extremely terrible. I, I mean they they don't really have much to live up to in the likes of like Mysterious Monkeys and Ninjas in Pajamas. But they haven't. They don't look nearly as good now as they did at the end of the last split, right? Um, so them being able to just beat Unicorns of Love, and I, as far as I know, the the two matches that they won or the two games that they won, they beat them pretty handily. Yeah. Would you say so? Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, this is just Unicorns of Love kind of falling down on their face. Maybe they're just experimenting too much with the end of the split coming up, and they're feeling pretty confident that they're already locked in for playoffs. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's it. Because uh, like Rockhead is definitely a team that you should be able to beat up on, especially when you're that high caliber. Um, but just not looking too hot. But if we remember, like, Rock Hat had a terrible split until, was it, you know, they were down seven games, six or seven games, and then they went on this crazy win streak and almost made playoffs. So um, it it could be it could be the rise of, um, it could be the rise of uh, Rock Hat. Who knows, right? Uh... I I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, like I want to believe that I I was kind of on the hype train last split, but I don't think so. I think they're kind of meh right now. They maybe next split maybe at the beginning of next season. I think Rockhead might have a chance if they keep their roster, which I like. When they changed up their roster this split, I was surprised. So if they change up their roster again next split, I'm not going to be surprised then. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's Pride Stalker or what, but it just does. It's not clicking. But uh, we we need to move on. So yeah, uh, that's a lot of talking G2. about something we didn't really watch. Yeah, G two H two K. Did you watch this one? Um, I watched. No, I didn't watch this one. I watched the next one we're gonna be talking about. So uh, so you know what happened here? Uh, G two one. Yep, that's that's exactly what I was G- gonna say. G two G two one. You mean not H two K? No. I mean G two one two to one, <laughs> and H two K lost two. I don't know how you want to phrase it. Um, pretty good series. It looks like um, first game, G two win this one. Uh, pretty standard team comps. Um, going back and forth. Uh, Febben got um, Cassidin, which uh-huh. is a really good pick. Um, and it looks like it, they pretty much went back and forth uh, this entire match. Like it goes up, like the charts, uh, the gold advantage anyway, goes up and down, up and down, up and down, and then up. So, um, not really a bloody game. Uh, G two in nine verse or nine kills to seven. Uh, it's just yeah. This one looks like a really close game. Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch it. 
Then game two, um, Yankos pulls out the Cho'Gath in the jungle, went 8-2 and 13, and just fucking crushed. Uh, it does help that you had Nuclear on uh, Ash, who can set mm-hmm. up a lot of these things, uh, going 3-0 and 15, and then Shay uh, following that up on his Thresh with a 6-0 and 18, just really manhandling uh, G2. And pretty much they had the lead since the three-minute mark and never let go. They just kept making plays. Um, so that's good to see by them. Um, but then you go to the next game where basically G2 do the same thing to them. <laughs> um, so G2, once again, a very standard comp by them. Uh, but you let Zven have Caitlyn, and he goes 5-0 and 7 on it. You let Mithy go his uh, Tom Kench. He goes 0-0 and 11. I mean, expect in the top lane, just manhandling Odwame on his uh, Shen. Expect when mm-hmm. Renekton going 6-0 and 6. When you have a Black Cleaver, Blade of the Rune King, and Spirit Visage on a Renekton, uh, you're going places for sure. So, um, and then to top it all off, uh, Trick going 1-3-12 and 12 on his Gragas and Perks with a solid 4-0-8 and 8 on his Cassiopeia. Uh, pretty much just, just looking solid all around. And, um, yeah, I don't know how, um, looking at the team comps here, how do you feel about a Kog'Maw into this comp? It's <laughs> the only thing that really stood out to me. I think I covered, I think I kind of went over this um, last time we talked about Kog'Maw. I don't think Kog'Maw's really ready to be played yet. I think he needs a little bit more work before professional teams start pulling him out on the regular basis, and I think he's actually seen way too much play this split for being in the state that he's in. So, uh, no, I don't. I don't think it was the best idea to pull out the Kogma. That being said, um, I mean, they almost went for the protect the Kog like, setup. It, what'd they go? Braum. And they went Shen. Uh, I mean, you're almost there to a Juggermaw comp. Yeah, but it's I mean, not it's, quite. It's, it's, not, it's not about the team that's supposed to protect them. It's the fact that you have a Gragas, you have a Renekton, you have a Cassiopeia, like, oh, okay, maybe not Cassiopeia, but you have uh, Tom Kench to literally just put Gragas or uh, Renekton anywhere on top of Kogma. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just, he has to be super safe. I understand the Braum pickup, like, I don't know. Maybe maybe <laughs> if Braum blocks uh, the Gragas ulti, but um, Trick's really good, and Che just really needs to like be on top of his shit. So I I don't know. Um, I just I, I don't care for the team comp, um, and I don't think Victor. I think Victor's uh, another one here. I don't think he's been meta since um, since basically Crown stopped playing him. Yeah. So well, I guess he he's... he still plays him, but still. Well, he's he's made a few appearances here and there. Um, I believe there was uh, one match 
earlier this this split where Jensen pulled out Victor. Yeah. So and I didn't really care for that game either. So But but he is by no means meta. No. So Cool. So yep, G two winning. Uh looking pretty much back to form. Um and H two K I don't know. I don't know if you you can fault them because I don't know their record between H2K and G2. I'm assuming H2K is a losing record, but um, I, you can't really fault them because you know G2's on the rise again, and they weren't playing as crappy as they were before. So, eh, too bad. I I do like Prolly. Uh, I think he's my favorite one. He's not even playing. He's the coach. But um, but yeah. Cool. So let's go on to the next game where you have Misfits doing a 2 0 against Mysterious Monkeys. So. 2 0? Misfits? Well, Mysterious Monkeys is kind of meh. So I get it. Yep. And so, game one, uh, you have Maxor taking um, Meowkai and going 2 1 and 13. And I think he's literally the strongest. Him and Cho'Gath are literally the strongest. If they don't win on a match, I'm super surprised. And then uh, second game, I don't know what uh, Mysterious Monkeys were thinking, but they didn't ban Zack. I feel like Zack is always a red side ban. Um, but, yep, let Zack go through. Went 4-1 and 14. Um, him and Alfari, who played J4 on both games, pretty much just tag team a lot of this. Um, second game was a bloodbath. Um... I'm sorry, game one was a bloodbath going 21 and 11 in Misfits' favor. And then the second game was just uh, Misfits having their way with Mysterious Monkeys. So It was the rat raping the monkey. That's is it happened. a rat? I thought it was a bunny. I like a bunny. It's a rat. Is it? Is that not supposed to be Twitch? No, that's... that's is that not supposed to be Twitch? That's not Twitch. Are you positive? I'm pretty positive. That is definitely a bunny rabbit. That is a rat me, with giant me, ears. No. <laughs> a rat with giant ears? No, it's bunny yes. ears. Look at him. He's floppy. No. no Look at that's, his nose. That's, that's a rat, dog. I like how the mysterious monkey's icon looks like the monkey's crying. <laughs> uh, pretty suitable. All right, so the next game we can go over pretty quickly. Uh, Ninjas yeah. in pajamas over Splice. Splice showing them how to play. Um, and Ninjas of Pajama remains with their record of 0 and 10. Yeah. Moving on! The next match was Vitality versus G2. And Vitality lost. Do you have any words of wisdom on how G2 decimated this team? Um, well, game one, they looked really shitty, so <laughs> it wasn't like a complete stomp. Right? That seems almost like a pattern. <laughs> yeah. So this is the game I this is the game that I was uh, originally talking about. Um it's not that Vitality did like great. They just picked OP shit, right? Uh mm. so top lane you have Cho'Gath went five oh and five. Uh jungle you have Maokai going one one and eight. You have an Oriana with support, that's normal, but then you have the Ash to follow up those two top lanes. And going five zero and six, and then to top it all off, you have the Tom Kench with a one one and ten record. Like that is an OP team right there. Those two picks 
with Ash seems to be like the uh, the golden the Goldilocks is that is that what you call that the Goldilocks, the Goldilocks. like it's, it's the not Goldilocks. too hot it's not too cold it's just right um, yeah, oh, those, oh I the, get you yeah the three little bears yeah right. yeah or the three bears so Whatever. uh yep but then going into game two uh g2 is just like okay now let's show you how we play um trick pulling out uh sejuani this game going three on seven looking really good uh expect going uh doing really well for the team going two two and ten um mythy the uh, you know unsung hero usually is oh oh and seven it's uh it's nice to see that he's not being caught out and dying randomly still I mean, he still is, but in games like this, he's <laughs> doing really well. He, he's not. He's well, not he doing it is. as bad. But. Like uh, like last season, he, he got caught out so much. It was like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, so um, in game two, you have Vitality taking the Maokai in the jungle, but banning out the Cho'Gath. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... I feel like if they would have got the Cho'Gath themselves, they would have done well. But uh, nope. So yep. Um, <laughs> Is okay. All that. All right. All that. So that was game two, <clears throat> and then game three, G two winning again. Obviously, um, kind of uh, a little more even than the last game until about the twelve minute mark. They pretty much had the lead since, but I mean, it wasn't I mean, like until that point where they were like, "Oh yeah, we're G 2 <laughs> Yeah, well, it's just funny. So like, so game one, Vitality wins fourteen to two, right? Then game mm-hmm. two, G two wins twelve to three, and then game three, it's a little more steady. Uh, you have G two winning eleven to seven. Like, eh. uh, what hurt their team on this one is uh, you have Jace in the mid lane. Uh, you got the Cho in the jungle, which is fine. I'm okay with Cho jungle, but then you have this little uh, this little rat guy up top going AP because <laughs> of uh, because of the nerfs with AD Kennen uh, going O three and four on AP Kennen. Not looking too hot. No, that doesn't sound too good. No, so um, so I don't know. I mean- don't. I don't think I like. Like, I know Duskblade on uh, Jace is supposed to be, like, godlike, but I don't know. I didn't, maybe, I just didn't see it. Maybe I have to see more of it. Uh, I've I've seen a lot of Duskblade being taken advantage of lately, and I'm not so sure it's for the damage passive anymore. I think people are playing the the dust blade because it's a vision counter. Oh yeah, that's always been a really good thing about it. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking that especially in professional play, like that's such a uh, that's such a strong device for for these players to have, especially when like the battle for vision is a real problem for each team it's like a real it's a real situation they have to deal with so i think dustblade is really uh 
what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's very uh, they want it a lot for that reason, and then the extra damage is just kind of like a bonus, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's super strong. But uh, yeah, one, two, and one, dude. He went one, two, and one. Yeah. It's not that super strong. <laughs> I, it just seen, it just has it just has so much so much stuff about it that I've it, seen better records from Lorelo playing Jace with a, a Blade of the Rune King. I mean like, he's it's a good not he's, that strong. He's a good Blade of the Rune King user though. Yeah, I know. I like but, I actually like playing Jace with Blade of the Rune King. And I agree. And I think he looked the strongest when he was doing that Blade of the Rune King build. But I'm seeing like this dude doing a full lethality build, and I get why you do full lethality. But Nuke Duck didn't do much with his full lethality. Nuke Duck. Um. Yep. Cool. Uh, you want to move on to the next one? Yep. Let's you, do that. You have the reigning champs and Fnatic taking on Unicorns of Love, beating them two to one. Beating them in the face. Yep. Uh. So, uh, Unicorns win game one. And Fnatic go ahead and win the following two games. Um, again, you have Unicorns of Love picking out the Cho'Gath in the top and Makai in uh, the jungle. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many times I got to say it. Uh, you do have Exile on um, Talon, and pretty much just like out dueling Caps this entire game. Um, Looking looking really good on Exile, this Talon pick. But, uh, yeah. Uh, then you have the Zion Rakan in the bottom for uh, UOL. Really good comp. Uh, you do have Reckless on his uh, Callista, which he's not really known for, I don't think. But he plays some pretty mm-hmm. damn good Callista. You know, because you, you know, when you think of Callista, you think of, like, Zven or... I think Sven is the only one in EU that you really like. Maybe Hansama. I think Hansama is a good Kalista player, but um, yeah, uh, Reckless having a decent score, pretty decent, if you know what I mean. Going eight, five, and six, but still losing. Uh, that, <laughs> that was game one. That was a uh, UOO uh, bloody game. Twenty six kills to eighteen. Then you go into game two, where it is. A literal, a literal stomp fest. You have Jezz's on the Taric, which is actually really OP this patch. Um, I don't think top lane Taric is as bad as you're saying it is, but I know support Taric is pretty strong there, Ricky. Yeah, um, I I would say after watching this past weekend of LCS, uh, support Taric is going to probably see a lot of play in week eight. Yeah. And then you have Brox on the Cho'Gath looking pretty good, going 6-0-9. You also have Soaz on J4 going 6-0-12. Just really good stats all around. Reckless on his um, Varus with a 5-0-11. And then Cap's playing the Galio mid, which I don't like, but he went 2-1-11. Um, yeah, just destroying this, literally destroying this game. Caps was the only one that died. And, of course, it was to Exile. <laughs> So, um, 19, 19 to 1, the kills in this game. Good stuff, good stuff. Then we go to game 3, where it looks a little more competitive. 
for a little bit, maybe. Um, but yeah, Fnatic pretty much just win this one outright in the end. Uh, 18 kills to 9. Um, yeah, you have Broxa and Soas on the same champs, J4 in the top, and Cho'Gath in the mid. Then you have Caps going off on his uh, Cassiopeia with the 8, 3, and 7 record. Against Exiles uh, Talon? Yeah, um, I don't, I don't see the pick order, but I would like. I feel, I feel like that's a really poor pick into a Cassiopeia. The last time we saw this pick, it was high into a Cassiopeia picking talent. Yeah, and he got got destroyed. Um, Got dumpstered. So, uh, Reckless doing really well as a, as support Ash. Uh, she's the most supporty AD carry, uh, going two one and eleven. And then you have Jez's on his his well known Thresh going one two and thirteen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yep, basically destroying uh, Fnatic. Still showing that they're dominant and they can play meta shit. That's pretty scary. They can, um, and it's it's terrifying. I disapprove. Do you? <laughs> no, I'm actually fine with it. I like Fnatic. Like, I don't watch EU very often or ever, but I do like Fnatic. They're they're always fun to watch at Worlds. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. Going on to the last and final game. This one was um, a weird one. This one was on Sunday. It was a solo series. Uh, you have the uh, Misfits taking on the Splice Boys, or the Splice takes this two to one uh this was an interesting uh match you would say this was probably the closest match in as far as player skill for eu this weekend yeah it was um it was interesting right so you have uh so game one is going and (laughs) splice is doing really well is it game one uh, i'm talking about game two i'm sorry uh so game one misfits come out and they show dominant uh force and in the game in just under 30 minutes which is something that you can't really say about um misfits uh they do take the maokai in the jungle and i'm not sure if i would call that dominant force they were behind all the way up until the 24 minute mark Oh yeah, they were, and and at I saw the kills and I was like, okay, yeah. At the twenty-two, or actually, let's go to the twenty-minute mark. So this twenty-minute mark, they were behind by a three-point-seven k gold. Okay, and then they hit the twenty-four-minute mark, and suddenly they jump up at the twenty-five-minute mark. They have a one-point-six k gold lead, and then by the end of everything, they are sitting pretty at a nice that oh if i can just see it just scroll over uh yeah so the reason why i said uh that (laughs) you have because of the kills because of the kills seven to one you have power of evil on his signature oriana champ which is like his champion uh going five oh and two why the fuck would you give him oriana um i don't get it but uh whatever uh, but again, you have Maokai in the jungle. Super strong right now. Um, yeah, just super strong. 
And they got that trundle support. Yeah. Baby. I I didn't really like the trundle support on this one. Um He I doesn't just, make sense when paired with Kalissa. It's it's not even the Kalissa pick, it's it's the enemy team. It's um yeah, they have a Braum and they have a Sejuani, but I feel like if they had a tank in the top as well, then it would call for it. Uh, but you could easily do just as much. You, you would have just as much threat with a Thresh in there. I, a Thresh is banned, sorry. So I guess not. I don't know. I, I don't know if I like that pick into this comp. But they win it. Uh, going on to game two. This was the crazy one. So um, this game is going back and forth for a little bit. Uh, Splice on the blue side and misfits on the red side basically splice go ahead and take the lead by the Mm -hmm. eight minute mark and they pretty much keep going until they lose a fight at the 24 minute mark (laughs) and then you know uh misfits start getting ahead and then um they take yeah they take a big fight Misfits start getting like a crazy, crazy, crazy lead by the 36 yeah. minute mark. And what happened is they took a fight mid lane and they killed everybody but uh, Kobe's Tristana and Sinkuk's um, Syndra. And so they kind of snuck off towards bottom t- bottom side where there was an open inhibitor, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, did they take one more tower? I think they, yeah, I think it was open and hip. Anyway, uh, so so Misfits basically just like pile drive mid lane, and uh, Afari stays behind on J four to defend the Nexus. Well, Tristana and Syndra show up bot lane. They pretty much push the wave in, and they get basically everyone focused down Tristana, but she already took out both towers of uh, the Nexus. Auto attacking the Nexus, they finally kill Tristana. Then they turn to get Syndra. Syndra flashes away and gets that last auto. Ex-Beke style. Uh, cleaning up the Nexus. Kind of like, a, like oh shit. Because like, like Misfits had this game. like They were up so much. By the 36 minute mark, they are, they're up ahead by 6.8 thousand gold. So, kind of throwing. I, I don't know if you would call that a throw. Just like... <laughs> Maybe they were just too jazzed up, you know? I don't know. It's kind of a throw. Well, it's pretty, it was pretty fun to watch. <laughs> and then uh, and then we'll go ahead and go to game three, where uh, Miss Fish just couldn't, couldn't handle it. You have Wonder going off, like fucking off, on uh, Camille going 11-0 and 11. You have Simcox matching him at 11-0 and 13 on his Oriana. Uh, Kobe looked pretty deesh on his Kogma, but I think that was because his two carry lanes were already so far ahead. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm I'm still I'm you know what I'm not liking this Sejuani pick yet. No, I thought I'm I not, thought it did pretty good. I I think it did pretty good, and I could see the like numbers wise, I could definitely see that Trashy put in a lot of work and got things done around the map a hell of a lot more than uh, Max Lore did. But at the same time, I'm just like, Sejuani's kind of boring to watch, man. It's just well, kind yeah, of boring. She's, she's not, 
So I'm not a fan. She's not a fun champion. I'm not a fan. Just not a fan. It's in pro play. It's on TV. I want to watch it. I don't want to be yawning and falling asleep. Like, oh, man, here comes that bola again. Like, I'm done. Just, like, give me a lease in. Give me... I want to see a Master Yi show up in pro play. And that'd make me happy. Oh, fuck that shit. Right there. We have Kane. We have Kane, the equivalent of a Master Yi. Is he? I think so. He's cooler. Uh... But you're He's, done. You're done with Sejuani, yeah. and we're done yes. with EU. So let's go over to standings. Um, Woo! By the end of uh, week seven, you have Fnatic sitting in first place in Group A, with an eight and one. You have G two in second with a seven and three. Uh, you have Misfits in third with a five and four record. Rock Hat solid in the fourth place with a three and six. And then now you have Ninjas in Pajamas, zero oh and ten. Probably never going to win a game. Uh, sad to see. Uh, group B is stacked with the top three with a six and three tie for third or for first place. Then you have fourth is Vitality with a four and six record, and Mysterious Monkeys in the caboose with a two and eight record. Good yeah. shit. Now we come over to the great American side. What? America. Are you do that two weeks in a row, bro? Really? For real? It's not in a row, though, because I didn't do that last week. I did that the week before. No, you did that last week, didn't you? Did I do it last week? I'm pretty sure well, you did. Then, then, no, because I did it on 4th of July. Well, it wasn't the 4th, 4th of July. 4th of July was not last week. That's true. <laughs> That is correct. That is correct. So, we start off day one with um, my boys. Cloud Nine versus Phoenix One. Cloud motherfucking nine. Uh, yeah. Um, We're going to be going by game by game, or uh, team by team basis, right? Yeah. Did you look up this one to see how, what oh, I watched, direction? I watched some of it, bro. No, no, I'm saying, did you, did you look at... I didn't look to see the if we would run into the same issue we had last week. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not even worried about that. We'll just jump over if we if we end up closing a loop. We'll just jump over. You know, closing that motherfucking loop. We're closing so, that loop. So in that money, uh, fulfilling our future self. I guess so. So game one, you have the crazy, <laughs> the crazy picks coming out. Uh, you have the contracts on fucking Kane, man, uh, doing fucking work. Let me tell you. Uh, he shows pretty much how you should play this champion. Impact taking the Maokai top lane. A signature pick at this point by him. Doing really well. Sneaky on his amazing uh, Caitlyn here. And Jensen on fucking Orianna. Like we, we said it every time. This is his fucking champion. I don't know why he gets it. And Smoothie looking really good on his bard. So, good shit. It's... They... They just had a really comfortable team comp, and they were able to run over, um, <laughs> run over Phoenix One on it. Even though Zig was able to grab the Chogoth, I don't think professional players really know how to play Chogoth yet. Like, I don't mean like they don't know how to play him in like like they play it worse than any regular player. But honestly, like I haven't seen one do well yet. 
Mm, They're just kind of there. They're just kind of noise in the background, right? So I guess so. So, uh, yeah, Zig grabbed Cho'Goth, and then um, Mike Young picked up Kha'Zix, and he was terrorized for this entire match by contracts on Kane, just followed around the jungle through walls, through sleet, through snow, and just was was bullied off of his farm and off of his jungle pressure so yeah. much. And we didn't we didn't mention um so Ryu stepped down this week kind of randomly and p- they uh, picked up Pyrian from Envy and so Pyrian played uh all games for P1 this week. Yeah, uh, kind of Ryu... sucks for me because Ryu was on my roster for yeah. fantasy, but And Ryu probably isn't coming back. He's he's openly talking about um retirement. Retirement right now, so it's just a weird spot to do it at. Well, especially since he was considered to be, like, top three mid laners in NA. Yeah, I guess so. On a good day. On a good day. I agree, on a good day. But he was considered to be, like, top three mid laners in NA, so... Yeah. So, uh, let's move on. So, uh, game one, Cloud9, pretty much, from the get-go, take a lead and don't let go. They ran over him. I want to talk game two because this is this is where I jumped onto these matches, right? Okay, so, uh, so can you tell me uh, who won and who were the top two picks in the top? Okay, table? so uh, Phoenix one was the victor of this match, and the uh, the top picks that they had was Zig on Cho'Gath and oh. Mike Young. On Maokai. Would you, but, would you look at that? But hang on. No, that wasn't all of it. The piece de la resistance on this match was a special on Tarek. And Cloud9 was actually dominating the beginning of this match. They were yeah. actually holding up very well. I don't know if you went back and watched this. They were holding up really well through this match. And they were they just kept catching people out on p1 but that late game came around p1's tanks started getting really tanky Pyrian is playing uh he's playing cassidy so he couldn't play the poke game like uh, jensen could on talia but he was able to get some assassinations off especially since cloud nine's team wasn't exactly the tankiest that you can have and then on top of that you had arrow playing Sivir, who's a pretty safe AD carry pick right now. And so late game came, and this is what P1's strategy was. Well, I mean, you say a late game, but the game ended in 33 minutes, so it's not... Okay, <laughs> okay. It wasn't... I, they forced the late game, is what I'm saying. Okay. It, it, didn't actually, it didn't actually go, like, late, but they, like, they brought the late game early. Right, but what really happened was Xpecial played Tarek, and Tarek has an ult that negates a shit ton of damage. All damage, actually. Yeah, and but, but he did pops you, it. you saw their strategy, right, though? Yeah. They, they did it, like, four times, where what they would do is they would, they would pull the trigger on, um, on Arrow 
for him to do his ult on Sober, right? They all bum rush Cloud9, and they would hope that they would have a straggler, and they would hope that that straggler was Sneaky. Mike Young would immediately jump to Sneaky, throw down his ult in the direction of Cloud9, so that way they couldn't come to save Sneaky. They'd blow up Sneaky, and then they would just start moving through the crowd. Meanwhile, Tarek's ult is going off, so they can't... They There's no, like, counter damage to what's happening. Right. And by the end of the match, or by the end of the match, they had done that exact same thing, I want to say, five times. To where they just all waited... For all of them to have their ults up and then they would go okay now and they just start rushing through mid lane or whatever just straight at cloud nine and it was it was really fun to watch was it though <laughs> it was it was uh, really fun to watch i, don't I think so I know that I know that you're just like oh cloud nine like like my my baby's got hurt my baby oh Jensen come here oh 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 sneaky come here but I'm telling you if you would watch this live it was really fun to watch this because P1 was getting raped and then they turned around and it was just like whoa who's the rapist here what's going on what is this that's why you don't rape dudes because they can turn around and rape you too. Yeah, but I. Uh, mm, you know what was fun mm, though of this match? Mm. Watching game three. <laughs> uh, yes, I agree. So um, game three goes comes around, right? And uh, contracts like, you know what? Let me just show you how to style again. Picks up the cane, <laughs> going darken, destroying people. Yes, game and did you see? Did again. you see? Did you see who one of the bands were for um, Cloud Nine? Yeah, the Tarek. Yeah. They, like, did did they ban out Cho'Goth? No. Did they ban out Maokai? No. That's they because they first picked Maokai. Yeah, exactly. They banned, it's, out, it's they banned the, out Tarek. It's the duo. I mean, if you have Maokai, then Cho'Goth can land all of his CC, uh, and they're both super tanky. You need, the, you need the combo. It's not one or the other. It's You have to have both of them, and then you need <laughs> at least one more person or character to facilitate what they want to do like an ash like a sivir like a varus either someone to ulti and keep them in place so you can land all cc or someone who can speed them up like uh sivir would yeah so that's what happened uh sneaky shows you how to play kogma he's just like oh let me just pull this out real quick um, <laughs> yeah, he got he got a little fed on that that Cogma. Yeah, going twelve <laughs> one and nine, uh, looking pretty good. Smoothie his counterpart uh, with O two and twenty, uh, looking mm-hmm. really good. Those two, uh, super safe. It's kind of scary because uh, again, you have a Gragas, you have a Corky of all people, and you have an Alistair. Like those three are super scary for Cogma. Um, but they did a good job. I mean, you you have Sneaky's, uh, I'm sorry, Jensen's on uh, Cassiopeia using the Miasma to make it to where um, you can't flash. No one can flash forward. Yeah, so that, that was always good. Uh, Impact. And then on top of that, you have Impact's ult. Yeah. And then um, Contracts, uh, I don't know if we said it, but he went uh, the Darken form both times. And uh, with the W, with the knockup, uh, really good. At, uh, knock up and slow yeah so 
Well, I mean, you slow at all forms, don't you? Yeah, you slow in all forms, but you, like the only other champion I could think of that has a knockup that's also slow is Cho'Gath. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But Contracts yeah, did boy. great. He got me them fantasy points. So I was happy. See, that's my boy, man. It doesn't matter who. He just, he helps, he helps a brother out. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So that ends game. That is the first game of, or the first match. Uh, Second match is Team Liquid versus Team Envy. No, no. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're on my team. You know what? Let's Let's follow. Let's follow Cloud9, That's shall we? That's what I was going to say. Let's just fucking, let's just keep it going. Uh, Cloud9 doing a 2-0 this week. Hell yeah, because they got so shit on last week. Going mm-hmm. against Team Dignitas. This is a great series. I would recommend this series to yep. anyone who hasn't watched it. it. For anyone who is unaware, Dignitas is doing really well lately. They're looking extremely strong. And by extremely strong, I mean they beat TSM. So... It's pretty strong. A 2-0 looking pretty good. against TSM, mind you. Yeah, so. they're looking pretty good. So, that all being said, yep. Cloud9 faced them, and they faced, faced F them, too. Yes, they but did. Uh, play so, on words. Well, not all three games. So, the, the first game, if we get into this one, um, basically... Cloud9 got shit on contracts, picks up his cane this game, and Shrimp is just like, uh, nope, not today, buddy. <laughs> uh, basically, contracts took uh, quite a while to even get his rost form. Um, yeah. He, like a it, super it took, long time. It took way too long for him to get his rost form, and Shrimp was just counter jungling the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, and you have you have someday on Maokai, uh, someday a, an amazing tank player. Um, and then again in the mid lane, who do we see is keen on Jace? Yeah, I'm still not sold though. You know what I mean? Like I'm not sold on it either, man. But it's popping up, which means pro players might know something that we don't. Who knew that, right? Pro players don't know anything. We tell them. Uh, so yeah, game one. Um, pretty much Dig just taking it to Cloud9. Uh, Altec popping off, going 6-0-7 on his mm-hmm. uh, Tristana. Um, and then Adrian, his counterpart, 2-1-9. Uh, and nine. Uh, Super good. Uh, they looked really good. It was really worrisome, for sure. But then my boys brought it back. Uh, basically, they left up game two. They left up Oriana for Jensen, and the biggest thing that they left up was the Zach. I don't get it. A red side should always ban Zach. Like, yeah, I don't like. I'm pretty sure even contracts was like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. So, so yeah, you got contracts on on Zach going two one and seventeen. You have Jensen popping off seven one and nine. Sneaky on his Varus going 6, 2, and 10. And mm-hmm. Smoothie being a motherfucking boss on Tarek with those amazing Tarek ulties going 1, 0, and 19. Yeah. And then Impact with the signature Shen going 6, 1, and 11. 
Um, I just want to say contracts, this match, was all over the map. Yeah, he, he was, was everywhere. everywhere. I was just like, what, what does this guy think he's Medios? What's going on here? He was everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that <laughs> they focus down Alltech in pretty much every fight. Alltech with a terrible score on Twitch, going 0-6-3. Um, Adrian on Thresh, similar, 0-4-2. Uh, the weird one, um, Shrimp and Graves. I know that Shrimp's, Shrimp is a Graves player, I don't mm-hmm. think he matches this meta, and his scoreline represented it. Oh, seven and two. I don't know. I, I don't know how matches it feels this that. meta. Graves doesn't match this team comp. He doesn't match this counter pick. I don't know in what world Shrimp picks Graves into contracts on Zach. Okay. The so. So Graves is like one of the quickest junglers and the yes. safest junglers. Yes. So I'm assuming he was. I'm assuming he's. They were probably like, "Fuck, we left up Zach. That was dumb of us." They're like, all right, so I'm gonna pick Graves, who's just gonna destroy the jungle and hopefully counter jungle, because Zach is always looking to gank. If Zach doesn't gank, he's useless, right? So, yeah, maybe that was the thought process, but it did. It just didn't work out that way. So. Um, I feel like there has to be a better jungler out there who would have been better for countering the Zack. Yeah, I mean, I, that's how I feel. I mean, they they themselves banned the Maokai, so um, I don't know. I think I would have rather went up against a Maokai jungle than a Zack mm-hmm. jungle, but whatever. Yep. Uh, so yeah, yep, so yep. Cloud Nine, go ahead and destroy that game. And Tark was left up. Yeah, <laughs> strange enough, right? Yeah. Oh no, he wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was like, we went over them picking him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tark super strong. Uh, left up again in uh, game three here. Mm-hmm. Uh, smoothie picking up the Tark, going o one and eighteen. What's funny is before their match against uh, Phoenix One, Smoothie was actually kind of down talking the Tark. He's like, uh, "I don't think I'm gonna play it. I don't think it's as good as as people are kind of making it out to be." And then he saw the potential in it when uh, Special played it, and so now Smoothie's just like, "Yeah, I guess I'll be playing Tark for a while now." <laughs> I mean, he has to. He's a he's a really good Tark player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I would be surprised if we don't see a, a Tarek appear in every match this coming weekend. At least once. Because it's so strong. Yeah, it, it is actually really strong. Um, that those, those, the damage buff that he got and tank, tank supports are back on the meta. Uh, pretty good for him. Mm-hmm. So to round out this game, uh, Impact going J4, um, going 3-3-13 three, three, on him. Contracts being a beast, going 4-2-7 and seven on his Elise. Basically uh, shitting on Shrimp, who went 1-6-4 on uh, Nunu. Jensen, the fucking standout player he is, goes 7-0-8 oh, um, on his Talia. Does an amazing... They basically try to sneak Baron, and by the time Dig gets a like wind of it, uh, Jensen has an amazing... 
uh, Talia ulti, sorry, Talia ulti to basically cut them completely off from the Baron, so they were able to take a pretty much a free Baron. Uh, good shit by him, and Sneaky doing the 5-1 and 9 on his Tristana. I do like Sneaky's Tristana a lot, so... Um, Alltech got to play his uh, Kalista this game. Yeah. Going 2, 4, and 3. Uh, Adrian with the 0, 2, and 6 on Thresh. Um, he just didn't get to take off. Yeah. It was just, it's one of those things where, like, if you don't get your stacks off correctly, or, you know, when you rip them out of them, your E, I believe, um, mm-hmm. it could really just, like, go sour so quickly. Um, I feel like that's happened. Like he had he had spears in the right people, and I just feel like they just weren't pulled out at the right time, or um, maybe he was cc'd or something during the time when he could have pulled them out. I felt like if Alltech would have got some of these kills, like maybe if he was uh, his three assists became five, he probably would have uh, had a lot more to do with this game. But that's I agree. The, that's the problem with Callista. I feel um, she's a very you could be doing so well, and then you don't pop one person, and then you're kind of useless. So, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, so yeah, uh, good shit by Cloud9 going 2-0 this week. Um, liking what I'm seeing. Hopefully they continue it. Uh, basically, Contracts is looking a lot better. Uh, last week he looked really bad. Uh, this week they look really, really good. Um, cool. And uh, that finishes that. So we're going to follow... Um, Team Dignitas. Now, what? Right. Where are we following them, Brennan? To a 2-0 victory. 2-0 motherfuckers. against Dom. <laughs> against my boys. My boys' arch rivals, mind you. Uh, TSM. 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 Bjergsen on the ref. Uh, okay, so I want to... <laughs> I know I don't, I don't make the game. Um, I've always called it Zareth and not Zerath or Exa- I don't know. I've always called it Zareth. Zareth? Yeah, I just call it Zareth. And I think you're wrong. <laughs> Zareth. I, I, you know what? Right? It's open to interpretation. So. Z. See, the way you're saying it sounds like with a Z. Anyway. We'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty weird. Um, granted, uh, basically the way uh, Dig played this uh, thing out was like, all right, who is their number one carry that we need to put behind? Bjergsen. So what do they do? All they five, the crap out of all, them. I'm sorry, all four bands go directly to Bjergsen. And, and Bjergsen, they... TSM banning out their own Gallio. Uh, which is what he would normally pick in a situation like this. Um, and even Jace. Uh, I think Bjergsen's Jace is actually really good. So, uh, Wait, pulls up Bjergsen, Bjergsen can play more than just these five, six champions. I've seen him play more than just these six champions. Yeah, it's... um. He could have pulled out Zillion, and it would have made me happy. Yeah, he Zareth? What? I just I I don't know. I think it's He could have gone he could have gone Varus. Why would he go Varus? Because Varus has been played mid and Bjergsen knows how to play Varus mid. 
Yeah, but Varys would get shit on by Cassiopeia. Eh, yeah. I mean, Bjergsen yeah. did. Bjergsen did really well on it. He just they just couldn't do anything as a team. Yeah. Uh, so, I I don't know. I mean, I'm not dogging the guy for picking it. Uh, it's odd for sure. It's fun to see. Um, not the same champions over and over and over again, but um, yeah, it's. I just don't feel like Zareth is good enough to be in professional meta. He did well on it, just like you said, but come late game or later game, not even late game, later in the game, he was like a non-factor. Yeah, it's also a champion that every single ability is a skill shot, so that mm-hmm. kind of takes away a lot of the fun like stuff. He, he should have just like played Ezreal. <laughs> you're just being crazy now. No, am I? Am I being crazy? Yeah, you're being you a little. Jump. You're being a little crazy, crazy. You, you get off that. Boom. You get off that Ezreal, Thunderlord's burst onto onto uh, Cassiopeia. Yeah, make her right. regret. Make her regret the day. She stands so far back. If you ever e into a Cassiopeia on easy, you're dead. Like instantly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go into that conversation. That's I think that's probably the worst <laughs> matchup uh, ever. Besides he Talon gone, into Cassidy. He could have gone Cassidy. Okay. He could have, but he did it. So But he did well on it. His team just flapped. Yeah. No, he did well. He he actually beat Kane uh in lane. Yep. So And then uh next so they lost that game going into game two. Uh, they lose this one as well. Someday back on his Maokai, doing really well. Shrimp on the Graves again. Again, I, I don't like it in this meta. But uh, And then you saw uh, Adrian on his Janna going 0-2-12, uh, supporting the Altec on Sivir going 6-1-5. and uh, Janna is going to be pretty much uh, a make-or-break character in Professional now with the new buffs. Um, yep, with that with move, the, that movement speed. Oh my god, that you get with it's that so new nice. coin. It's so luxurious. It's so it's dumb. And then the gold, the gold you get with the coin too. Did you see? Did yeah. you see all the gold just yes. raining from the sky? Oh look, gold. Oh, I like gold. I'll take all the gold. All of Great. it. Great. All of it. Let me get all of that gold, huh? All the gold. Uh, yeah, so uh, the thing that I took away from this was... Um, Dignitas uh, is good? Uh, I feel like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dignitas is good. Don't get me wrong. But this this series, anyway, it seemed like Doublelift just didn't respect uh, his counterparts. Altec? Yeah, Altec and Adrian. Altec uh, who throttled him? Yeah, in this game specifically, uh, just I don't know. It seems like it seems like when when uh, Doublelift gets in this mindset, he plays super sloppily and uh, bit him in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, uh, I do have to ask you, how do you feel about Jax in the top lane? So who's playing it? Is, is it? So Darshan was playing Jax on the top lane? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm just talking about Jax in general, top lane. 
Yeah, I know, but it was, uh, oh, Hauntzer! In, in, in this game, Hauntzer, I mean, was playing Jackson the top is, uh, lane. on TSM, so... Hauntzer <laughs> was playing Jackson the top lane into Maokai. Who built a Thornmill, mind you? Of course it did. Thornmill's so fucking good this game. Maokai. And he built Jack's very bruiser esque. Um, I like Jack's in the top lane when he is being used by someone who is used to using a Jack's in the top lane. He works really well out of the jungle, he can work really well out of top. I wouldn't have picked Jack's into Maokai. Yeah, I, I I just don't like the pick. I don't like Jax right now. I don't think... Uh, I, Jax is like the ultimate split pusher, and I don't feel like we're in a split push meta just yet. I feel like we can be uh, with all the tanks coming up, but I don't know. I, I don't really care for this Jax pick, yeah. but that's just me. Nor do I. Uh, especially when you have champions like Nar. Was Nar banned out this match? Okay, so Nar was banned out. Uh, I mean, granted, this is probably a little off meta for professional play, and I've, I haven't even seen this champion appear in professional play in, I think, the last two seasons. But Vi. Vi is a pretty good counter to uh, to Maokai. Also a good counter to Maokai, who wasn't banned out this round. Trundle. Trundle's a pretty good counter to Maokai. Yeah, I don't know when we're going to start seeing um, Trundle Top. He's the ultimate like tank-busting champion. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Which uh, is why I play him. Because tanks are so prevalent right now. When you could bust a tank, you can essentially expose... You could take what is strongest on the enemy team and turn it into a weakness. Yes, they go, oh, we got this big old tank as our front line. And you as Trundle go, oh no, you just made me a big old tank on this front line, and your tank is now made of paper. Mm-hmm. I could really screw up a team fight. <laughs> yep. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to speed these up, dude. It's already twelve. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. So moving on to the next game, we're gonna follow TSM. Uh, so TSM lose a O two. Uh, their next game, or actually this is technically their first game of the week. Uh, they play Echo Fox. Uh, this one goes into 2-1 in TSM's favor. Thank goodness. Basically, I can't believe they lost one. Um, I can. They don't look too... They don't look all together. I yeah, agree. Yeah. So, uh, we have to mention uh, Froggen is back in the mid lane. Acadian's back in the jungle. Then they have Brandini back in the top lane instead of Looper, and they have Mash and Gates in uh, support and AD Carry uh, for the first game here. Uh, basically, TSM just destroying. Um, I feel like it's um, <laughs> so Hanser in the top lane build bought a tier at the end of the game, uh, kind of as BM. But uh, I think I think that shit is so funny. Um, but yeah, so uh, basically TSM uh, had the lead, kind of just a little bit in their favor at about nine mm-hmm. minutes. 
kind of uh, moves over to um, uh, Echo Fox. Uh, Kha'Zix getting the dragon. And then you have Brixen picking up a kill. Uh, kind of fluctuating still in Echo Fox's favor until about the 18 minute mark. And then pretty much by the 24 minute mark, they win a giant team fight and clean up. Bjergsen they being his, TSM. Yeah, sorry. Um, Bjergsen playing his Talia, which I think is his absolutely, besides Sendra, his signature champion. Um, and I, I was actually double thinking, lift thinking on, of the skin yeah. for him. Yeah, but double lift on the uh, the Jin. lethality Jin. Yeah, super strong. Looking mm-hmm. good. You also have Bofrost on Karma, which is kind of weird to see. Um, I know the uh, the shielding and the ardent sensor redemption changes uh, two patches ago, um, but it's just weird. Uh, I thought we wouldn't see any more of those. Um, but yeah, you have spent since Spence Garen in the jungle, uh, one, two, and ten. That ten assists really helping out the team. And then you have uh, Hanser in the top with J four going one four or four one and eight. Sorry, um, just looking pretty much dominant as they usually do. But then we go into game two, where and they falter a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. It's it's all it takes. So the the funny thing here is so in this game, uh, Mash Me goes Draven, right? Draven doesn't pop off like you would expect Draven to. <laughs> going uh, one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of sad to see. I, well, as soon as they picked it, I was like, "Oh shit, here we go." Um, nope, nothing, nothing like that. Um, so looking at the gold graph, I, I actually didn't watch this game. I watched the pick and ban, and then I had to leave uh, to mm-hmm. go do something. But. Um, Oh, hi, doggy. Um, so basically, the way it uh, went out, uh, TSM got a little bit of a lead, mostly in lanes, and uh, to about the six-minute mark, where Echo Fox take it back over. Then TSM goes back in the lead by the 14-minute mark, and then lose it by the 16-minute mark. Then they lose a fight. Uh, TSM, that is, lose a fight at the 24-minute mark. Mm-hmm. And pretty much... Uh, Echo Fox kind of just like held on to the lead and kind of closed it out in a timely fashion for Echo Fox. What? They actually close it out? Right, at 29 minutes. <laughs> kind of strange on their part, but uh, Bjergsen on Talia went 5 2 and 4, mm-hmm. and he's pretty much the only one on his team doing anything, it looks like. Yeah. Um, I I love Bjergsen on Talia. On Talia. Um, yeah, so Echo Fox take this game, but then TSM bring it right back, and pretty much just crushing. Um, like I said, uh, Bjergsen has a staple pick, and so does Hanser. I feel like Hanser's staple pick is and will always be the Camille, just just a strong champion in general. Uh, you have double lift on his um, on his Jin again, all lethality with um, pick. Actually, no, I'm sorry, he picks up the Infinity Edge and. Uh, rapid fire cannon but still he's got the dust blade he's got the ghost blade um looking good um yeah they pretty much dominate this game 22 kills to seven and uh nothing too crazy out of this just tsm playing tsm um bjergsen did 
was on the Galio this game. I don't think I mentioned that. Um, which is like was a meme before I think. Like, <laughs> but I, I don't. I think his Galio is really good in the mid lane. I don't like it. I'd rather see Bjergsen on like a carry, but mm-hmm. uh, it's looking good. Anything else from Yusa? Um, no. So, I want to say I missed this match. So, I I missed a bit of it. I went back and I believe I watched the highlights for it, but I think the biggest highlight of this game was just Bjergsen on that Galio again. And he's... It, it's literally gone from being, like, this super meme champion on him where it's like, oh... Bjergsen actually won one today on Galio. Now it's like, don't give Bjergsen Galio. Don't do it. Don't don't do it. He will he will literally fall from the sky and crush our faces if you give him Galio. So, yeah. Cool. So then we'll follow uh, Echo Fox. Uh, Echo Fox play Cloud Nine. Cloud CLG. Sorry. <laughs> CLG. Uh, and they lose 0-2. Uh, basically, uh, they pull in Grig for this series instead of Acadian, and everyone else is the same. Still no Looper. Brandini's still in the top lane. And, uh, yeah, uh, Dardock pretty much played. Yeah, Dardock got to play this entire series. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking pretty strong, actually, uh, going 2-2-7 and seven on Maokai in game one. Uh, pretty much... Who he got Sendra going six zero and three, and Stix A on his um, Caitlyn patented patented Caitlyn, Caitlyn uh, going four zero and four. Uh, Darshan looking really good as well going three zero and seven, and Afro moved back on his Soraka pick, which I think he's still the only one playing. Um, <laughs> even yeah. when he pulled it out last time. It, actually, it's know. him and Adrian. We, Those are like the two Soraka picks. I, I was going to say, Adrian's going to probably pick up Soraka again. True. But, so. um, yeah, just a solid solid from them. Uh, Mashmi did pick up Misfortune, um, but didn't really do much with it. Uh, CLG in this one, 28 minutes, 15 to 4 kills. Just pretty much dominating fashion. And then game mm-hmm. two, same thing. Uh, Dardock picking up the uh, Rengar pick. I like this pick a lot, actually. New Dustblade on Rengar is super fucking strong. It's super mean, is what it is. Yeah. It is really mean. Yes, it it's is. It's just an additional, like, what? Um, 55 to 360 damage on your auto attack or ability? Yeah. Or is it just abilities? Um... It's your it's your next basic attack from yeah. that you and, leap, and which is which you ulti as Rengar and you leap that is your auto attack. Yeah. Like holy shit. And then so they're slowed for ninety nine percent. And it's not just Jesus. it's not just an auto attack, it's a crit. Yeah. That leap, that auto attack at the end of that leap is a crit. So you're critting, you're getting the additional uh dust blade damage. And you also have all this lethality on you. Yeah. Uh, Who he this game going uh, 6-0-6 on Talia. Looking really good. Sticks A basically being a support. 1-1-10 on the Jin. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Afro Muon is famous bard going four, two, and seven, and Darshan in <laughs> top lane, yeah. really just a really great tank player going one, one, and eleven on his Meow Kai. Uh, the thing about this game is they actually pulled in Looper. Uh, he went Nar uh, going one, five, and one, not very well. Akkadian stepped in this game as well over Grig and went oh, four, and one on Elise. Froggen not doing so hot either on uh, Corky going 1, 3, and 2. Uh, then you have Keith as AD carry not looking good either on the 2, 5, and 3. And then Gate with the 1, 4, and 2 on uh, Kench. Uh, Keith was on Varus, so I don't know if I said that. Basically, yes. they resubbed all their players back in and they look so bad. So Yeah. They, they realize, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe this whole 10-man roster thing just isn't working out this split. Yeah, it will next split when they need a... Um, what is that? What do you call that? Uh, academy team. Cool. How many of their players do you think they're going to probably trade over the course of the, over the, course of the break? Trade? Um, trade? It depends on who's available. Um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, a trade would only be worth it. I mean, it's not like they need money, so they would need um, talent to trade it. You know what I mean? Yes. So true. Cool. So let's follow right, so let's CLG follow the, to the CLG's match rabbit them. hole to their defeat at the hands of the great and powerful immortals. <laughs> you know, you're so creepy sometimes, dude. Like, uh, uh, I can't wait to see you in a uh, in Halloween time. Yeah, you're so creepy. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look so totally normal, and you're gonna be super disappointed. Yo, so I'm sorry, my dog is right next to me, so I might hear a little jingle jangle. Yeah, I hear his little car- collar going. It's a her, okay? I hear her it little collar going. It's a her. Oh my God. Put her in your purse, why don't you? I will. It's a big purse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, anyway. yeah, let's, I'll let you handle this one. This is your team, uh, your moment to uh, gloat. So, have the floor, so, sir. So, uh, this was the tiebreaker, and this is the match that puts Immortals... On top of the world. As of the end of week seven in NALCS. So in the first match, you had uh, you have Flame on Shen. You have the exp- I'm not going to do the whole champions thing, but just to get across my point, uh, CLG put in Dardock in this first game, and Dardock was first blood. And then he proceeded to be, or he proceeded to to die five more times. He ended the match on Rengar, three, five, and four. Anyone who plays Rengar knows that you want to be snowballing and you want to be really far ahead. Um, So essentially, Immortals just turned Dardoch into their punching bag and then kind of the rest of CLG followed suit. CLG didn't look great during this match. And it showed. They they were still able to pull off 11 kills. Um, most of those went to Darshan on Shogoth in the top lane. And apparently... Oh, well, I guess Maokai was banned out on Immortal's side. So it was just that Shogoth by itself. 
But yeah, um, Cody Sun played some gin this round, and he looked pretty good on it. But now let's move on to game two. Uh, we do have we okay. So real quick, okay. Um, okay. Talking okay. about staple champions, I don't think you should ever let Bull Bolter on Corky. He's shown it literally like four games now. You don't let him have this pick. He's super strong on it. He may not be like a very very consistent player, um, on like some of the champions, but Corky is like holy shit. He does so. He does so much damage and so much consistent mm-hmm. damage on Corky. Granted, mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. a, it is an OP pick right now, but like, fuck, don't give don't give him that character. <laughs> don't so, do it. Yeah. So go ahead. Uh, next. Don't game. do it. Uh, we move on to game two, and game two actually fell in the favor of CLG. The match ended fifteen and thirty. Um, CLG. So Darshan, he got fed early on. Uh, I believe. Pole belt or was it pole belter? No, it was like Smithy and Flame tried to dive Darshan underneath tower, and Darshan just kind of outplayed them underneath the tower and ended up with a double kill early on in the match. And then comedy ensued where uh, CLG essentially proceeded to hunt down and kill most of Immortals. Um, I do want to say that Cody Sun this match was once again playing Jin, and he went eight, four, and five. His uh, even he, he by far had the highest uh, kill death ratio on his team. He looked really good on Jin this match, um, but it still wasn't enough to carry his team out of this slump in which you have Darshan going eight, two, and six on Fiora. You have Omar God, who got put in this round, instead of Dardoch, uh, going 5, 3, and 15. You have Huhi going 7, 3, and 15. And then you have Stixe, 9, 2, and 13. And you have Aframu going 1, 5, and 22 on Blitzcrank. Um, mm-hmm. It was rough. Like, Immortals got pretty hammered this round. They... they just couldn't find a window to make a comeback. So now we move on to match three. And this is where Cody Sun started to realize like, I might really like this whole gin guy. Um I mean instead match- of the two games before he was playing it. Well he he was get so so the first match it was like, oh you know what? this gin I didn't really get ahead but it felt good right and then the second match he's like oh you know what that felt kind of strong and then this third match he ended 10 2 and 10 on gin and I believe he even did did he did he okay his largest killing spree was a uh, his largest killing spree was a five kill spree, but it wasn't a penta, I guess. But his largest multi kill is only a triple kill. I thought he got a penta kill in this match, but I guess not. But this match was extremely fun to watch. Hilarity ensued. Um, Omar got got another play in this match. He he did well in the last match, so he came into this match with Olaf. 
and he was playing it into Smithy's uh, Rek'Sai. Smithy does pretty well on Rek'Sai, I gotta say, and he actually ended up building full tank on Rek'Sai this round. He went Gargoyle Stoneplate, Adaptive Helm, Cinder Hulk, and he went Knight's Vow, which Knight's Vow is getting a nerf because too many junglers are building it. And then he went Bramble Vest. I'm guessing he was going to go into a Thorn Mail. But he went full tank. And, yeah, the the match just didn't fall in CLG's favor. Who he actually got pretty fed on Syndra. He went 9-6-0. But it just wasn't enough. Um, Pole Belter, his lane opponent, went 6-2-12 on Talia and... And he was essentially just doing the roaming game, and he was kind of facilitating his teammates, but he he definitely was not the carry in this match. It was all Cody's son, and Cody's son would just clean up after a team fight. It's like, oh, the match, uh, oh, is, is that skirmish over? Okay, let me kill you, let me kill you, let me kill you. Oh, you over there, and he'd get that long range, that, that was that, the W, just yeah. catch him. And it, it was really fun to watch. Um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. Very so cool. you, didn't, you didn't catch any of these? No, nah, I didn't watch this one at all. Aww. Aww. I figured I figured you would watch it because it's your team. So. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then from there, we move backwards, back to Saturday. And we talk on... Immortals versus FlyQuest. Uh, the good short version of this is Immortals 1. The bad version of this is FlyQuest actually pulled a game off of Immortals. Yeah, but I mean, they pulled a game where <laughs> they, their drafting is just fucking horrible. Uh, Smithy <laughs> goes Rumble in the jungle, which I don't think you can do with the new changes to Rumble. Yeah, no, you can't. Olegos can in support, which seemed to work in the beginning, I guess. But it, this this whole match was like this whole first game was just full on clown fiesta. Because you look at both sides of the, the picks, and it's like you have high on Twisted Fate, which is probably the most out of place on um on FlyQuest. And then you just come over to, to Immortal side and it's just like, okay, we have Flame on Poppy. We have Smithy on Rumble. Uh, Pull Belter on Talia. That's pretty basic. What the hell is Ole doing on Kennen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do have to say, Balls did really well this game uh, on Camille. 5-2-3. and three. And Wild Turtle uh, playing Jin again. I think Jin is pretty much his like, most consistent champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I would actually say Ash is Wild Turtle's most consistent champion, but that's just my opinion. That's true. Okay, so let's go on to uh, Game 2. Game which 2. Is, um, it, can you tell me who the mid laner played and why we should ban it? <laughs> um, Pole Belter played Corky, and he went 6-0-9 Motherfucking into... High on Lucian. I like the I like the idea. Go match him, eighty carry, eighty carry. Um, but Corky's not an eighty carry. He builds eighty items, but he puts out a hundred percent. He puts 80%. out eighty percent magic damage. 
Right. Not an AD carry. Right, but I like I, I like I like the thought process of uh, you know dust blade OP. So let's go lethality. High goes lethality mm-hmm. on Lucian. Doesn't work out in his favor. I like the idea. It just didn't turn out the way you would think. Right. So yeah, especially since Corky has a shit ton more burst than Lucian does. Oh yeah, for sure. So. Like, Lucian is great. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Lucian. But Corky has a shit ton of of bursts to just throw at your face. So, um, yeah. This match just went completely in Immortal's favor. Flame got fed on uh, Renekton going 4-0 and 6. Smithy came out of the jungle with that flex pick of Jarvan. And he went to uh, one in eleven. I really like the fact that he took Jarvan into the jungle. And then, of course, you have Cody Sun on Jin. I've already talked on that. And Ole made big plays happen on Thresh, going three, one, and ten. And we don't need to worry about what FlyQuest did because their total kills for this match were two, and we don't need to talk about how many times they died. So yeah, let's move on to game three, <laughs> mm-hmm. which what happened again. <laughs> um. So that guy, uh, Pole Belter. That guy who believes in Pole Belter, who believes in Pole Belter. In Pole Belter, exactly. The Pole Belter who believes in Pole Belter. Yeah. Went like quirky, little one trickish, and it went five zero and five. Mm-hmm. Now I'm no mathematician here, but that seems like a like. Two perfect games in a row on Corky for Pole Belter. Two? That just seems like you don't want that guy to have that champion. You would think, I, right? I could be wrong. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like you really want this guy to have that champion. Um, so, yeah. Uh, aside from that, Cody, her Ole in this match went 6-2-6 six, and six on Bard. Yep, a really good champ from him. Um, I do like Ole's yeah. Bard. He out-carried Cody Sun in this match. On Bard. Mm-hmm. That, like, I'm just, I, I'm just, like, over the moon in my head. I'm just like, oh, this guy just took Bard and embarrassed his 80 carry. <laughs> this guy. Um, and we're not we're not gonna worry about the effect that had on FlyQuest. Uh they got eight kills this match, it was eight to nineteen, and yeah. No. They they actually FlyQuest was ahead for a good portion of this match. They were ahead from the thirteen minute mark all the way to the twenty six minute mark. And then uh, Immortals pulled the trigger and brought it way, way back. So, yeah. And that was that for this match. Now, take us down the rabbit hole, Brennan. Where did FlyQuest... Who did FlyQuest go up against? So FlyQuest lost both series this this week. Uh, playing against Envy. We don't have to talk too much about this. Uh, Envy looking strong, as always. Um, Lyra. Basically going to, yeah, 
2-1. Uh, looking really good. Uh, yeah, I just heard that today, too, um, where Lyra is pretty much coaching, basically teaching the people how to, or the players to how to play the game mm-hmm. in, like, a macro sense, as well as being uh, an amazing jungler. So uh, we don't have to dive too deep into this. Uh, we do have to mention that FlyQuest won game one, kind of... Um, Kind of how they did against Immortals. It looks like they come out swinging and then they don't know how to finish. So, mm-hmm. um, just an interesting correlation between both um, both of their matches this week. Um, cool. Unless you had anything to say about this match, I think we can move on. Nope, I do not. All right, so we're gonna go into a match where we didn't expect where the world ended. Yeah, Team Liquid. Envy versus Team Liquid. Hell yeah. That two O Team Liquid from this from this weekend. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I think we'll get into um, everything that happened to Team Liquid after at the end. Okay. Um, but Wait, uh, is Team Liquid our last team? No, Phoenix One is. Oh god damn that team. Yeah. Uh, fitting the anyway. way we said it, right? Uh, yep. Uh, again, not really much to say. Uh, team Liquid's just looking looked really like a team, actually, uh, pulled together. I thought Golden Glue looked really good. The, um, both of his matches. Um, this they so Team Liquid uh, for these matches pulled out the starting roster from the very beginning of this split. So you have Lorlo in the top lane, Rainover jungle. Um, you have Golden Glue in the mid lane. You have Piglet in ADC, and then you have Matt in the support role and they this team played really well together as if though they had been playing with each other all split like they synergized very well and very strongly together so that being said yeah good shit from them uh-huh. I I still can't believe they were able to beat Envy. Like I like I. Don't get me wrong. For them to pull off one win during a weekend, sure. They got two. They won two. They they. Ugh. What? <laughs> yeah, you want to? We we can go into that match too. So we'll, we're, this actually rounds us out too. Uh, Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix one taking on Liquid. The flames being doused by the Liquid. Uh, team that was uh, 2-0 actually um, Phoenix one just not pulling it together and Team Liquid just synergizing and playing as if though they were an actual team Yeah, they found I mean, their actual team pants <laughs> I mean uh, the first game just just Golden Glue himself 5-0 and 5 on Oriana second game uh, 6-1 and 12 on the Talia like that's not Golden Glue numbers you know what I mean yeah, I so, agree. Uh, looking good. I, f- I kind of feel bad for Pyrian. I feel like he kind of was just like thrown into this role. And uh, they don't really have. Uh, so, they just don't feel like they have cohesion with them yet. Um, so, but that know. being said, like going and looking at their game against Cloud Nine, Pyrian looks like like Pyrian doesn't look like a weak player by far. Looking at these matches, he doesn't look amazing but looking at their matches or their games against cloud nine he looks fine 
right? He's able he's able to get what Goldie needs. He's able to facilitate what kills he needs. Like he looks fine. Yeah. He just the problem is is he's no Ryu. Like yeah, that's what they're missing is Ryu. And I believe Ryu is like an actual like a major shot caller. So I think that's what they're missing right now. Uh, so someone's got to facilitate that role. I don't know who it is. Mike Young? Um, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, Just shot call out of the jungle, man. Yeah, so that uh, that does it for week seven. Uh, so the way the standings work, uh, so with the game against Immortals and CLG, Immortals winning, uh, solidifying themselves as first place. So in first place, you have yeah. Immortals with 11 and 3. Second place, uh, you have a tie for CLG and TSM, 10 and 4. Fourth place is tied three ways with Team Dignitas, Team Envy, and Cloud9 with an 8-6 and six record. And mm-hmm. then uh, a three-way tie for seventh place with Team Liquid, Echo Fox, and FlyQuest with 4-10. and 10. And in the caboose, uh, it's actually only one game away, uh, is Phoenix One with the 3-11. and 11. Uh, So those are your standings. That must be terrifying for Phoenix One. It's like they're they're probably pulling their hair out like, why are we last place? We kicked ass at Rift Rivals. Why are we last place? (laughs) Um, So uh, before we go into next week's stuff, let's talk about what recently just happened. Um, So CLG, after their loss to Immortals, drop um, Dardock and... I, you can't even tra- you can't even say trade. Uh, did they get money for him? I don't no, know. no. They yeah, just... they got money for him. They okay. just they just threw him at Team Liquid, and Team Liquid was like, sure, and yep. paid money for him. And so now, uh, like, CLG could have easily just been like, hey, we'll give you Dardock for Rainover. Yeah, I don't know because Rainover is like one of the most highly paid players on in North America. I, I suppose you're right, but. Or even like, hey, we'll we'll give you Dardock for a Nori, like just something. Ooh, that, that might have been good too, right? Just I, I think I would have liked that one more. Um, but yeah, um, so so CLG. All right, so the thing I had to say about this was, um, I mean, we, we got to be real quick, obviously. Um, first of all, uh, Dardock looked like he was kind of fitting, but he never really carried any of these games. Um, and the, basically, the statement was saying that he didn't uh, fit the team's mentality and what they were trying to work with, and so that's why they brought in Omar God. And Omar God basically more or less fit that role better than Dardock did. And the fact that they are so close to Worlds, because if you remember, CLG did terrible last split, yeah, because um, they lost to uh, FlyQuest. Um, mm-hmm. So they have absolutely, they have barely any points. So in order to go to Worlds, you either have to win the split or win the gauntlet because you're not making it out on points. So mm-hmm. with them dropping Dardock like this just goes to show how much turmoil there was in the CLG lineup. Um, so that's kind of weird. going to run out of rope to hang himself with. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, because everyone said this is his last thing. If he cannot make it on this team, and he doesn't even make it one fucking split, like there's still two weeks left. Of yeah, the NALCS. That's, that's incredible. It's like it, holy like, shit, dude. Like okay, so he was on 
Team Liquid for two splits. Then he was on Immortals for one split. Now he can't even finish the split with CLG. Yeah. Like, and now he's back with a team where he literally said that he has no respect for anyone that manages, plays for, or has anything to do with Two weeks ago. He said that two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't even, like, last year. Like, that was a recent thought of his. Like, F, F Team Liquid. You know what? Team Liquid just saved your ass from being kicked out of the league altogether. So, yeah. um, hey, you should be thankful. You yeah. should be thankful to Steve over so he, there on his HTC phone. You should go kiss him on the HTC phone that he has there. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we really got to start wrapping up. So, uh, the yeah. second thing, uh, Liquid Pickup, Mickey. Uh, if, you don't, if you've heard that name before, it's because um, a guy the named mouse. Walt Disney created him. Um, he's the kind of a mouse. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Mickey is from the LCK, played on Rocks Tigers, isn't doing too well. Um, that's why they dropped him. So Team Liquid has been a couple weeks or so have been trying to get a hold of him. He is now going to be coming in. I don't think he's coming in this week. He's not going to be playing the split. Oh, he's not playing the split at all. Okay. No, no, it's going to um, take him. It's going to take him a while before he's actually like on the team and playing in the roster. Yeah. Uh, so they how, picked him up, but he won't be playing anytime soon. How excited would you be if Team Liquid just started winning every single game from here on out? I mean, it's only four more games, mm. so they go eight and ten. If if they did it off of the roster that they did this weekend, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would be down for that, right? But if they, be cool, if, if you know they continue shake it up. to win, if they continue to win and they like start mixing people around and they still win, I'm just gonna be annoyed. <laughs> if yeah. they're like, yeah, let's put, you know what, let's put in Inori. You know what, Mickey's not here yet, but he could play from the plane, from a laptop on his plane. So yeah, let's do they that. Get Wi-Fi. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then uh, another thing, I don't think we mentioned this last week because uh, it didn't happen when we recorded. Team Liquid is now backed by Disney itself. So yes. funny enough, they have Mickey in the mid lane. Eventually, Team. Um, Liquid yeah. has backing by Walt freaking Disney. Yeah. Walt himself came back from the grave. Is like, you know what? This League of Legends like, thing looks pretty fun. Uh, like I still Team hate Liquid Jews, was just, but um, oh, you know what? Um, we're not sure if we're going to be able to afford franchising. Oh wait, D- Disney? Hi, Disney. Oh, you wanna? You wanna? Fund us? Oh, okay, we'll buy ten franchise spots now. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, you what gotta get. I mean, okay. So I I talked I talked to you about this at work. Like, there's a lot of upside to having Team Liquid in a solidified uh, franchise. Yes. They, no matter what you say about them, the fact is, they always find talent, no matter where it is. No, they don't ever keep it, and it always goes somewhere else. But they are the one who initially gets it, finds it, brings it into the thing, and then everyone looks at that talent, right? And Steve has a way of finding sponsors for people to constantly root for this shitty team. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, Disney's huge. HTC, huge for them for being such a shit tier they were you know what i mean like he's <laughs> he's going out and he's he's making those business decisions i think 
he needs to step away from the team and solely focus on business decisions where someone else can look at like roster decisions. Um, yeah. But he um, needs to focus. He needs to focus on the marketing for TL and yeah. stop dicking with the players. Yeah, because I mean, I mean you. I mean I don't care for the guy. I don't know him, but I don't care for him either. But you got to give him props, like Disney. Like holy shit! Not even TSM went after Disney. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, can you imagine TSM? Having Disney. the Disney backing, oh, like, dude, can you, you imagine, imagine watching Double Lift's streams with Disney backing? Dude, can you imagine fucking Reggie with no fucking eyebrows, just going like, "Yeah, so we just got backed by Disney." Um, I feel like it's still like a competitive team environment, but um, yeah, we uh, we go to Disneyland every weekend as like team bonding. <laughs> We go to, we go to Disneyland every weekend during the split when we should be in LA playing our goddamn matches, but we don't. We just you know go to Disneyland instead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but Reggie, you forfeit the last ten games. You're not going to make it to Worlds this year. But Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, they do that thing where like. <laughs> Now that you won, what are you gonna do next? I'm going to Disneyland. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay, so we need to wrap this mother up. So let's uh, wrap it up. As far as next week is concerned, we have in the EU LCS landscape. If my computer ever fucking loads, um. Next week, you have uh, Thursday, July 27th, is day one for week eight of the EU LCS. You have uh, Mysterious Monkeys taking on Team Vitality. Then you have G2 Esports taking on Ninjas in Pajamas. Um, oh, so when we set our standings, uh, we incorporated this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny. Anyway, um, future talk. Uh, then uh, day two is Friday, July 28th. Uh, it's going to be Splice versus H2K. Then you have Misfits versus Fnatic. Should be a good game. Fnatic should come out winning them. And then you have Saturday, July 29th. Ninjas of Pajamas playing Rock Cat. And the Unicorns of Love playing Mysterious Monkeys. Then come now, wait, the gr- oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to do NA play it. So, oh, sure. in, okay. so, in North America, LCS, on Friday at 3 p.m., you will see P1 versus Echo Fox. And at 6 p.m., you will see Team Liquid versus Immortals. They better not win. Team Liquid better not win. Well, I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> saying, t- you're saying 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. This is relevant to... Uh, our to time western standard time not yes. even it's arizona time we have our own time oh yeah that is true wow welcome yeah. to arizona ricky oh we don't really have our own time though <laughs> when daylight saving comes around we do yeah oh so half it's, the year okay yeah, it's literally anyway, it's literally saturday july time. 29th 2017 day two of week eight of the NALCS. We're going to see FlyQuest up against TSM. We're going to see Envy take on CLG. And this is going to be probably the match of the week is Dignitas versus Immortals. 
What? Um, no, the next game is game of the week. They both went 2 last week. TL versus Cloud9. Hell yeah. Where Cloud9's gonna t- Cloud9 shoot. better stomp. I hope so, on dude. I'd be so upset. <laughs> Even though I said it would be cool if, if Liquid just win from here on That's out. That. I didn't anyway, see that. Um, and then Sunday, July 30th, 2017, we have Cloud9 versus FlyQuest. And then CLG versus P1, TSM versus Envy, and Echo Fox versus Dignitas. Wait, what the fuck? Why? Why is my team? I'm only looking at this because it's my team. Why is my team playing the last game of Saturday and the very first game? The first game? Um, Obviously, because there's a bias against Cloud9 in the esports. League of Legends esports. I'm sorry, that's fucking dumb. Like, <laughs> they couldn't make that game too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Have you noticed when that has happened in the past for no. other teams? No, no, I only care about Cloud Nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I literally, I, I'm literally looking at it right now. I'm like, wait, that what? Because originally, originally, I didn't see the little indication that it was Sunday, so I was like. Why they play two games in one day? That's weird. Yeah, I'm sure they're gonna lose tons of sleep. That's true. They're probably like, well, you're playing against Liquid and FlyQuest. Yeah, you can you could have as little sleep as you need. It probably still be <laughs> up, so <laughs> cool. Um, do you have anything else to say, or we should we plug it out? Um, Ooh, fantasy! I dropped you, all my people. You dropped everyone. <laughs> I dropped You're everyone who like wasn't fucking playing. Okay. Wow. That's good to know. Um, are we ever going to talk about cities? Uh, yeah, next week. Or uh, okay. next episode. Because I, I figured we'd put that into our solo queue. Because okay. that's that sounds good. the bulk of what we played. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Cool. All right. So... Um, Oh, I'm up against Caesar this week. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I haven't even checked my uh, fantasy LCS for the coming week. Yeah. Cool beans. So if you like us, go ahead and like us even more on Facebook. Uh, we're still doing the, <laughs> the thing. Uh, we need more people to share it. If you share our page on Facebook, it'll put you into a drawing. We will pull... A random name from that drawing whenever we get names in there and you will win a free skin 975 or better from yours truly <clears throat> um but go ahead and leave us a like uh leave us a comment uh leave us whatever you want uh we'd love to hear from you we like feedback uh speaking of feedback we like anything you have you can even uh write us and say hey i want you to read this on the podcast we'll probably read it on the podcast um, that'll be at our email address, which is mail.twistedtrio at gmail.com. Uh, go ahead and send us anything, questions, comments, concerns, uh, you know, Game of Thrones spoilers, and get, well, I will show them to Ricky. Uh, <laughs> and, yep, then we're still on Twitter, even though we're not on Twitter, because nobody tweets from us, but... Uh, <laughs> It's just too hard for me, man. I mean, Fridays, I don't even see the games. I'm at work all night. But um, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Ask us any questions, comments, concerns there. Under 160 characters, I think it is. Um, that'll be at Twisted Trio Pod on the tweets. 
And um, I always put it in the show notes, but if you listen to the music, it is done by a good friend of the show. His name is Sam Roman. I am Sam on Facebook. Uh, check his stuff out. Pretty good. Um, yeah. Um, and then we will be back tomorrow or the next day with uh, Solo Q. Uh, we have patch 7.15 to talk about and me and Ricky entered into a tournament that we will be talking about. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome. Be good talking. So, for the Twisted Trio podcast, I am your host, Brennan Call Me Not Hawk Weber, here with Richard Cammy Dragon Medina. And we'll catch you guys next time later. Have a good night.